Good afternoon, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Bircher. I'm your guide to discovering you beyond codependency. So I'm excited to have you here. Today's episode, we are jumping into a concept called the three questions and how those three questions help us keep ourselves. So, And I've got a little link for you. So before we get started, a couple of things. First of all, as always, got to share this out to the community. So if you're looking for that safe haven where you can be seen, understood, see that you're not alone in this, come join us in the community. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. And if you're listening via YouTube, hit that subscribe button because I put out new material all the time. And let's see. <clears throat> so, well, uh, before you join the community, make sure you join or make sure you check out the rules. There we go. Check out the rules to make sure the group is compatible with what you need <coughs> in your support experience because we have rules to create a secure container for us there. Two other announcements. One, we've got the five-day challenge or five-day workshop coming up. It used to be called the challenge. Starting March 28th, come and join us and learn the four essential practices you need in order to thrive beyond codependency. First of all, soothing the nervous system. It's practice one. Coming to trust the legitimacy of our reactions. It's number two. Number three, befriending our emotions and lived experience. And number four, retrieving and occupying the space of what's called innate value. So come and join us in that. Just as a heads up, <clears throat> it's five days of deep dive work on these concepts so it can feel big. And uh, yet it, it's going to change your life. The 342 other people that attended it back in January, consistent feedback of, wow, now I know what to do with my emotions. I feel sane. I, I, have, I have traction in my own healing. I feel relief. I feel joy. These are the common feedbacks we get with just that chat with the workshop. So come and join us there. Link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and the front page of my website at freethestuff.com if you're listening via podcast. Second announcement is a new course coming out called the Healing Essentials, a Healing Codependency Essentials Trainings, where I teach you how to, uh, you know, dismantle <clears throat> your codependent impulses, connect them to healthy ones, neutralize fantasies, regulate the fawn response, and occupy your power. So, watch out for those links above Facebook for that, below on YouTube and front page for registration on that. So, let's jump in to today's topic. Um, I'm uh, where is it? There it is. Yeah, reinforcing your healing episode two, how to prioritize yourself using these three questions. So in codependency, we tend, well, we're, we're externally oriented. We are entangled with the other person's experience, right? Their reality, what's going on over there. So we're asking questions about what, what do they want? How much capacity do they have? What's going to make them happy? <coughs> and this gets us, this is where we are not in contact with ourselves. This sense of what's called external orientation or outsourcing these things is part of the fawn response in codependency where we are attempting to regulate our own sense of safety, connection, and identity, those three necessities we all have, through <coughs> caring for their emotional states, their consequences, their needs, their wants. And, <coughs> man, I'm sorry for the coughing. Uh, and then not caring for our own. Because in this is a 
implied agreement. If I care for your pain, you'll care for my pain. And a lot of times in codependency, we we're hoping they'll do for us what we do for them, right? And so this gets us into some really painful relationship dynamics. It gets us trapped in our own sense of hopelessness and powerlessness. And, we, and that hopelessness and powerlessness makes sense because we do not have power over what they do. We can't control them through trying to regulate their emotions, their needs, their wants, make them happy. Our work is to actually know what matters to us, connect with that, and then follow it. And that is what these three questions do for us. Because if you're a student of mine, you've heard this a bajillion times. <clears throat> so we get to hear it again. But if you're new to me, these three question, questions will start helping you orient to the things that are actually priority in your world. Because this is about your well-being and your happiness long term. This is not about regulating them or pleasing them. So the questions are specific and deliberate because they're built on the premise of your wants being a valuable thing, your capacity being a legitimate limit and boundary, and your well-being and happiness being the priority in your world. Those are the three things that need to be priority in your world if you're to heal from codependency. Because <clears throat> without them, you're not able to access what you want and need in a reliable way and then ask for it and pursue it in ways that add to you. Instead, we're going to use codependent behaviors like people-pleasing, avoiding conflict, enabling and fixing behaviors, rescuing, um, enmeshing with them, that kind of thing to get these met. <coughs> Fun with coughs today. I'm sorry, guys. All right. So there's three questions. Question number one. Do I want this? Is this what I want? This can be the hardest question for us to answer because we don't know what we want. We don't even know what it feels like to want something sometimes. Sometimes we do know what it feels like and we have shame. We have guilt. We have programming that says we're selfish for wanting that. We should want something different. We are actively in a wrestle with our own uh, self-sense, our own voice, speaking up for us, saying, I want this. This brings me joy. Sometimes we also have the wrestle of thinking that our want is not our, what we think. Let's see if Marshall gets his words. We also have the wrestle of thinking, of confusing what we want with what we crave. And this is a really important distinction because <clears throat> in codependency, we have the wrestle of euphoria, of craving, of longing, of fantasy. And this feels like an intense desire, an intense want. And so we're like, oh, but I have this intense desire for, for my former toxic relationship, Marshall. Are you telling me that's... No, I'm not. <clears throat> that's actually a red flag. That's your trauma talking. That's love addiction talking, the trauma bond being activated. Anything that's euphoric, euphoric for codependent needs to be 
put in the red flag zone. We have to slow down and stop and analyze and understand what we're really experiencing because euphoria is a signal of danger for us. It's not a signal of compatibility. It's not a signal of fulfillment. It's not a signal of joy. It is a signal of danger. Real wants, wants that are actually aligned with our well-being and happiness, first are going to support and promote our long-term well-being and happiness because they're not going to violate our boundaries. They're not going to violate our safety. They're not going to violate important, warm, secure connections. They're not going to violate <clears throat> our sense of personhood. Instead, they're going to add to those things, complement them, and expand them. And further, a genuine want brings joy and peace to our world. Sometimes it's got some exhilaration in it, but it is not this euphoric obsession that I need this or I don't exist without it or I'll die without it or um, you lose a sense of self-centering identity if you don't have it. Healthy wants add to the awareness of ourself, add to the joy in our connections, and add to the expansion of our safety. So keep that in mind there. So that first question, what do I want? So how can I know what I want? Wants are not an analytical process. You're not going to find it here. You're going to find it in your body. So to get in touch with want, we have to get in touch with our body first. We have to start associating again with the body as a safe container, a safe space in which to relate to, to access information and an intuition from in order to belong in our body. And that means our emotions need to become safer to feel and acknowledge, to legitimize and integrate. Our sensations need to become safer to acknowledge, legitimize and integrate. And the awarenesses we start picking up within our body need to be acknowledged, legitimized and integrated. So they're safer to acknowledge, they're safer to access, they're safer to follow. We do a lot of this work in the self-trust course and the Heal Yourself strategy that are part of the happiness after codependency system. <clears throat> really critically important. And I teach you how to do ALI, Acknowledge, Legitimize, and Integrate, in the five-day workshop. So come and get us because it's one of those essential skills. It's really, when we start to sense into want, want is typically not initially going to show up in a way that's comfortable for us because we're not... We're used to wanting what other people want. We're used to pleasing them. We're used to confining our desires to the shape of their expectation. So when we really step into our own want, we're occupying the space of our personal sovereignty, and that's going to feel uncomfortable. That's a positive signal. Ooh, this is uncomfortable. Hmm. Let's follow. Let's see what it teaches us. We're going to employ curiosity here and let ourselves find out more <coughs> about this want. Because this is how we learn to understand it, and it's learn how we learn how to trust it. Because our wants are legitimate, innately legitimate. But we've got to learn how to sense into and trust it. So we start there. Typical signals of a want is a yes impulse, like, ooh, yes, a desire or, or a wanting, a longing for, for it that's not in the euphoric stage. Um, something that brings a smile to our body, to our face, 
uh, that bubbles with sensations of joy. Joy can feel like a warmth in the heart, um, an expansion of energy that's pleasant in the belly, things of that nature. So we start getting touch in our want. I often have students and clients start with accessing the things they wanted as a child because that's often our easiest reference point and then start connecting back with that. Like, how did you feel when you had your favorite stuffed animal, your favorite toy car, you went to your favorite place? That's going to start sensing you into your want and, and joy impulse so that you can just start discerning it in your real life. So that's number one. Do I want this? The reason we start with want is because it's actually a critical boundary to our well-being and happiness. Do I want this? We're asserting big power there and saying, oh, do I want it? Notice it's not even, you know, that this is a play in being beyond pleasing others or pleasing ourselves. So want first. You can also say, do I need this? And when it comes to needs, needs break down into 10 core needs, uh, dominantly about acceptance, being um, seen, reassured, connected to, having time, having attention, having shelter, having safety, having availability with them, or, and having play. These are really critical components. But do I need it? Does it take away or add to my well-being and happiness is another way to look at need too. Because needs, when they're met in healthy ways, will always support your capacity and your well-being and happiness which brings us to question number two do i have capacity for this it's going to be very common to want something that you do not have capacity for right now the reason we check in with capacity is because capacity is our first organic boundary it's where we start to learn the two basic boundaries i can't or i won't and your capacity can help you clarify that for yourself. It's like, ooh, I don't, I want this, but I don't have capacity for it right now. So I can't do it right now or I won't do it right now. Depending on where you are in your sovereignty development, we'll determine if you choose a can't or won't there. We'll do a different video on that. <clears throat> but capacity is your first organic limit. And the reason we want to care for capacity is because that supports your well-being and your happiness and it allows you to become more attuned with how your body is guiding you and getting what you want and need in your world. Because a lot of this is organic. A lot of this is something we're learning to listen to and follow in our work. <coughs> That's a way of checking the capacity. Do I have capacity? The answer is no. Then we don't do it. If I want it, yes. Answer to capacity is no. We don't do it because then it won't add to your well-being and happiness if you do at that point in time. Now, if you get a yes on the want and you get a yes on capacity, the next question is for sobriety and making sure your safety is supported. Does this add to my well-being and happiness long-term? Short-term, eh, people get themselves in all sorts of fun with short-term short happiness and well-being because they're actually doing things that are more destructive long-term uh, than they realize. So that question is deliberate. Does this add to my well-being long-term or does this add to my long-term well-being and happiness? That's where we're asking ourselves the big sober question. Is this going to harm me? 
is this going to take away more than it gives? How can I determine that? Well, we can determine that with three specific things. The pattern of behavior we've experienced with this person, place, or thing. The pattern of impact we experience with that person, place, or thing. And the pattern of results we live with due to the pattern of behavior and impacts we experience with that person, place, or thing. This is sobriety making. Because we're now making decisions based on facts and based on things we can predict based on the pattern of behavior exhibited, based on the pattern of impact exhibited and the results we live with. This gets us way outside the codependent fantasy. It gets us very much anchored in our sober reality. This is where we make the honest choice for ourselves. This can be scary because we can be in a relationship with someone that's highly healthy and we'd be like, yeah, I want this, I have capacity for this, and the pattern of behavior shows that, yes, this is good, and now I'm going to be vulnerable and ask for it or say yes to it or go for it. It's also scary on the other side, like, wow, yeah, I, I, I want this, I have capacity for it, but this person's so unhealthy and not safe for me. Or I just The pattern of impact is I never feel connected, I never feel seen. i got to say no to this. That last question is all about that sobriety, about what's real, so you can make the best decision for yourself long term. This is why I have this, these three questions with my students all the time. This is because it brings us back home to us. We become the priority, again, in our world, which we should be, because the healthy, proper order of relating with other people, places, and things is me, then you. And it has to be that way. It's myself, so I can assess whether I want it, got capacity for it. It's going to add to my well-being and happiness. And then if that's a yes, then I can honestly communicate that with the other person, place, or thing and move forward. But if I say no to that, then I have an honest boundary. It's got to work that way because in codependency, the order of relating is you, 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 me, you, 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 me, me, you, 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 you. And in the narcissistic side of it, it's just me. Me, 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 and more me. Healthy interdependence considers both, but we have to consider ourselves first so we know the honest position to communicate to the other person. And these three questions help you accomplish that. Let me know your guys' thoughts below. We've got one from Nithya. Yes, that's right. We don't know what we want. Yeah. We don't know what we want because we've been practicing trying to absorb other people's wants so that we can reflect back to them something we think will be pleasing. So our work is to become curious and to employ a bit of our courage and sense into what we want. In the uh, Know Yourself strategy, which is part of the happiness co after codependency system, we go deep on understanding these impulses and digging into them, sensing into them and getting experience with them. So you're really struggling there. Come join us there. <coughs> okay, my friends. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing some of your time with me today. Now, if you're watching via YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Guys, share this out to people you know and benefit from it. Thank you for, the, for doing that. Thank you for the compliments. Thank you for the messages. Thank you for the comments about the impact of my work on, the, on your world. Because that really brings me joy. That helps me understand the impact because that... That is a sense of connection with you. It's a sense of connection with um, 
life. Like we're building this together. So I appreciate that from you. Nithya also says, thank you for sharing. Yes, three questions. What do I want? Um, uh, well, the three questions are, what do I want? Do I have capacity for this? And does it add to my well-being and happiness? Now, detecting what you want is, how do I know I want that? So you can, that's a really good sanity question, actually. So I like that. Nice work. So again, thank you for being here. Come join us in the five-day workshop. I'm I'm excited to to give you guys even deeper training and insight on that. It's all live. It's Mondays, as it's Monday through Friday. At ta- each class is taught at six at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Mountain Daylight Savings Time or Boise Idaho time. So come join us and let's change your world. Break you free from codependency so you can actually experience more happiness, more well-being, and more freedom in your world. So thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Go safely. Be gentle with yourselves. And I will see you in our next training.